my name's Andrea May Oliver. I'm a drama therapist working in the um, north of England. And today I've brought these beautiful ladies together to talk about what drama therapy is, um, how it can help, and what um, we can get out of it as a community, um, the black community, and moving forward um, with with us as a collective so yeah thank you ladies for joining me today um i pass it over to you to you for you to introduce yourselves okay um, okay I'll, I'll start um my name is cassandra koya conte um i like to be called koya um i'll tell you that it's because i'll tell you why actually i like to be called koya because um it's actually a civilian name i'm from civilian um, and it means protector of the community. Um, and now that I'm in my, in I'm on course in my purpose in the work that I do, I want to be called by my name that emulates all of that. Um, I am a therapeutic wellbeing practitioner and a recently qualified drama therapist. Mm -hmm. And I am in the process right now or should I say continuing the process right now of finding sources, resources, and ways of working with our community from an African-centered perspective and space as a black therapist for our community. Yeah. And that's me. Amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, amazing. And I have to go after you two. Great. Um <laughs> So I feel like, because Koya gave her full name, I'll give my full name, which I rarely do. So my name is Whitley, not Whitney. I like to be Whit called Whit, but that is my full name. Um, it's actually a pretty awesome name, so I don't know why I don't use it enough, but uh, that's a different subject altogether. Um, I am a freelance trauma therapist, and I work with children and young people who have suffered trauma. All my clients seem to have been adopted I, i've fallen into adoption unintentionally but that's an area that i feel like i'm starting to specialize in mm -hmm. and i'm thoroughly enjoying it and it's a pleasure to be amongst you ladies today thank you thanks very much <laughs> so today i've kind of got a few questions and um and i'll talk a bit about kind of my experience um as a drama therapist and then we can just open the floor and have a conversation because I think that's where our kind of spirit and community comes from. So I think that would be really, really good too. Um, the first kind of one is is like, how do we get into drama therapy and, and what is it? Like, what is drama therapy? So I'll put it out to the floor and ask like, what is drama therapy? I feel like we have what's in our books of, of that, well, how Bagfa defines it and how Sue Jennings defines it and, and these uh, formal explanations and definitions of what it is. But for me, because I, I got asked this um, at a job interview as well, and it, they wanted to know my definition, not the classical definition and that really took me back so I was like oh um yeah that's a good point what is drama therapy and I feel like it is exactly life 
I feel like what mm. we do in our everyday lives is drama therapy. Mm-hmm. However, what we're doing is containing it and we've made it into a profession. And I think for me, it's a way of testing out our reality and seeing what works, seeing what, what the client needs. Um, they discover their true strengths and qualities. They discover that their wounds are actually their strengths. And they get to test what what they want in that space to see if it works and to see whether they want to take it out into the real world. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's what came to mind first. Mm-hmm. For me. Yeah, so, so like like a kind of like a play in a way you you rehearse it so they're rehearsing the the ideas of what they're going to do in their actual lives to make it a reality before they go out and and do it for themselves Mm. to give them the courage really isn't it to give them the courage to do it for themselves definitely and we hate that Mm -hmm with that we contain that I like that it's like creating the stage we're creating the stage for for our clients to be Mm -hmm. and show themselves in their full glory if you like if you want for a better word yeah what that look what whatever that looks like for them individually yeah Um, that's quite a powerful question to ask because it's the way that you answered it as well. Which I was like, wow, I never took it there. Every time somebody answers me, I get like this. <laughs> What's drama therapy? Well, it's performance arts, using performance arts to help people, you know, get in touch with their mm-hmm. stuff and work through their, you know, all of that jargon, if you like. And I'm always like, uh, uh, uh. but actually, what you just said just made me go because that's what I that's what I do I work with people to help them connect with themselves and I use that with everything that they do every day yeah um to help them look at it from a distance in order to be able to work with it work around it or work through it yeah, thank no. you I appreciate that I appreciate that question and I appreciate your answer Whitney because it's made me think about being who I am in the work that I am. So even how you speak of it, when you share it with others, when they ask you about it, has to has to be that as well. Yeah. 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 I see it like a ball mm. of, um, just like a ball of, of somebody's mess and life and history. And, mm. and we're taking that bits out and we're looking at it. And we're maybe putting a microscope to it. And then we're looking at it from a distance. And then we're looking at it a tiny bit closer. And then we're reflecting on it. And then we're kind of making making some assumptions on it. Mm. And then we're, you know, holding, as therapists, we hold our client in our mind's eye in the session itself. And we carry them when they can't hold themselves up sometimes. Yeah. But with this ball, 
that has everything, their life in it. We take a strand out of it and we look at it and we question and then we kind of put it back, but we put it back maybe a bit healed, more healed, maybe a bit more torn, but is getting to a point where it's going to be healed. Mm. That's the way I see so certain types and my type of therapy sometimes and the way I work with it. I always yeah. use kind of the visual to show. Yeah. What I, I love see. it. Yeah. It's the Very, stepping stone. Mm. We we heal. We we help people heal themselves. Um and it's also supporting them to gain those skills that will influence and encourage self-sufficiency. So they will continue healing themselves after the drama therapy process has continued. And it's just really helpful for us to remember that it will continue for them. So uh, we do offer that space, but that space continues with them forever, um, even if it's subconsciously. So it's the power of that, um, even in a, a brief amount of time, because for, for the creative therapies, I don't feel uh, we, we get enough recognition and that may be the lack of res um, resources and research, but I know that is uh, developing, I know that, but it's still a lot further behind the t than the talking therapies um but we can what we can use in our therapy is magnificent like we can adapt we're versatile our clients come and they've probably been put put in a certain box and they think they're the color red this red box and then we're there to say actually look at what else you are and look how else you can decorate yourself and decorate your space. Yeah. Look at the beauty you are. You're not just this red, red box. Oh, there might be some red in there. You know, there's some red on you maybe, but that's not all you are. So let's see what yeah. else you are, what else you can create. How else do you want to decorate yourself? Yeah. It's quite, um, I'm, I'm just trying to think now. I because of COVID and everything now I um give my children that I'm working with each their own box with their own stuff that's in it so nothing um cross-contaminated or anything like that and I'm thinking you know they should decorate their box it's their box mm -hmm. and what color would they decorate it and I think that's an amazing that's just in itself an amazing visual to hold on to you know, when you think about what kind of box and what color you are, just in what kind of box you are. Are you yeah. a hard box? Are you a soft yeah. box? Yeah. What, what kind of hinges do you have? And we can make a story about that, that can then um, develop and grow and continue on with them. And that's what's so amazing about drama therapy, that, I don't think people really understand or appreciate the fact being that it's everywhere and it's everything. And everything. Use, yeah. You know, we can use a curtain to be 
um, a big bad wolf. We can use, um, you know, objects to change it. And because and, it's all in our minds, all we need is a space. Yeah. And, and a client and the therapist to create um, the therapeutic relationship. And that's all we need to be, to start off with. And then we can bring other things into it. Yeah, definitely. And what what brings true for me when you when what you say as well is the co-creation of the therapeutic relationship. It's really it's really there. It's really like this is co-created. I mean, all relationships are well supposed to be, should I say? Um, how with with drama therapy, it really is. I'm really alongside you and we are going to create this together mm-hmm. in order for you to help you and support you the client um so we're we're in co-creation so what does that look like and it's everything everything body mind body tran- and trans the transpersonal as well all of that is into one so that ball that you were talking about andrew may it's you know it's those are all the strands from it oh yeah i, I love it Mm. and I think this is the thing about kind of like talking about drama therapy I get so excited and it's like it's one of them things that I'm I'm really um saddened when people don't get it and they're asking me and I get excited to tell them and you can see in their faces like oh they're like "Mm?" yeah and I'm like but come half of me wants to say come to a session come to like an open kind of session and see how it is and experience it for yourself because I could tell you everything I can give you a book to read it still doesn't mean to say that you're actually going to know and there's a difference between knowing and knowing there's Mm. different ways of that and you've got to you've got to you've got to really think about that and when you know it it's what you know inside yourself what you feel and what you experience as well as just knowing it from a book and I think sometimes I want them to really know and feel and I think sometimes it's like unless you do that I could be telling you anything you're still not going to actually get where I'm coming from Mm. so true so can I ask how what got you into drama therapy how did you find it first that's the first one because I find everyone's experiences into um, drama therapy all different like uh, um, I started off as a youth worker mm-hmm. um, a mentor uh, a creative mentor then a youth worker and I was working with an organization called Kids Company um, and then I started doing some freelance facilitation work with um, an organization called Project 507 and I'd been asked to go into Holloway and they gave us a brief. Um, this is what we'd like you to do, looking at these different things with yeah. the women, um, 18 to 25 year old, these group of women. So I worked with them over a period of 10 months, different cohorts, but majority I would say 95% of the women that I worked with um, were black women. Um, and yeah, I was going in and the, the brief that I was given, 
using some creativity or different kinds of art and um, then, you know, doing movement, dance, sculpting, um, all these different ways of um, connecting. And what I realized is the more I was becoming confident in using these different creative ways of working with the women, um, they also were becoming more confident in themselves, who they are, their sense of self-worth and self-value um, and understanding the connections of their experiences and how they were affecting their conscious way of being mm -hmm. um, and how that, that was all playing out. So all of those, we started really connecting, really connecting because, um, and I just thought, because at the time I was training to be a well-being practitioner, we use a lot of creativity and stuff. Um, and I thought there's got to be something, there's got to be something else mm -hmm. that uses all of these ways. Um, yeah, and I think I Googled drama and therapy, drama and therapy, oh and drama therapy came up. Yeah, and then drama therapy came up. And um, yeah, I um, finished my undergraduate 2017. I think it was mm -hmm. um, well-being practice, and then what was it? 20, 2016, and then I got an amazing job with Prisons Abroad, um, which is a charity that help um, British people that are incarcerated abroad. So when they come back, I was their resettlement officer, and I was doing well-being work, but I was also using so doing the support group and stuff like that, just using a little here and there, a little, ooh, ooh. and then. Um, I'm also dyslexic um, and as a dyslexic, um, when you work in certain places, you can get access to work, um, which is they give you software for your computer and you also get a life coach. Mm. I don't know if you call it a life coach or a work coach or whatever. Anyway, my work coach was amazing. Um, and she started speaking about, I told her what I was doing, where I was. I was loving the job, loved the job with prisons abroad. And she was like, well, why don't you go and do your drama therapy now this is where you want to go on in it and I was like no because you know I've got to look after my family and I really love this job I'm in and blah 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 then we had more talks and then one day I just applied to Roehampton and uh yeah I applied they invited me for an interview I wasn't even aware that it was such a um what's the word uh yeah, like it, it, people want to do this work. <laughs> it, it didn't dawn on me that I wouldn't even get in. It didn't even dawn on me that they're going to have, they've had all year, they've been given interviews and they only pick a set. It didn't even cross my mind. Went for the interview and they were like, this is the last cohort <laughs> of the interviews. I was like, oh, oh, there's competition. And uh, yeah, I went for the interview. I I did the, um, all the creative stuff that they, they did. I really loved it. Then I had my one-to-one -one interview, cried, like literally. She was asking me all these questions and I just started blubbering. I was like, oh my God, they're not gonna take me on because they're gonna be like, she needs more therapy because she's a mess. Um, left, they said, I will let you know in two weeks. That was the Thursday, the Monday I went into work and I got the email to say that I'd been accepted. Um, yeah. So that was my journey into drama therapy. And I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so blessed. I feel so blessed. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Wow. wow. That is, I could visualize that. 
yeah as you were saying it that's amazing i feel like i can't top that so <laughs> don't have to babe. just yeah. be you <laughs> that's a good point i need to stop doing that um okay so mine was i was doing an undergrad in drama um i was in my second year uh and that was in 2000 and 2011 to 2012 was my second year and the, we were looking at options uh the tutors had, had put up potential career options and i was thinking oh i want to go to drama school ah. and then drama therapy came up and i was like drama therapy and i was just it seeing the word i was just taken back and i was like what what is this drama therapy and when I was uh, 17 um, to 19, just before I did my undergrad, I did support work mm -hmm. with disabled people. Uh, my nan has a visual impairment and she's had that since I was seven. So I've always been around those with uh, physical disabilities because of her. And so supporting people became just normal, a part of my life. And I went into support work and then I love drama. And then I found something that was also about healing and caring for people. And I was like, why didn't I know about this sooner? How long has this been around? And so um, weird enough, shout out to Drew Bird. Drew, Drew, whoop, whoop. Um, basically, <laughs> he appeared at my uni to do a workshop for drama therapy. And I was there. After that, I, I thought that's what I'm going to do, but I just mm. don't know how to do it because it was all to do with funding and all that. But yeah, that was basically, I graduated. I worked for a couple of years just to get some money behind me. And I, like you, Koya, I wasn't even thinking about competition. I was literally like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. And here I am. So that's, that's, yeah. That's wow. Um, it's a bit of both between both of your stories, actually. So um, I, when I left school, my mom wanted me to um, go into healthcare. So she's a nurse. My grandparents were, were all nurses and um, we've got a long line of, of nurses and people in the healthcare profession. So uh, that's what we that's what they wanted us to do. Now, I'm also dyslexic. So my mom was um, was asking and kind of encouraging me to go in that kind of way because you'll always have a job in the healthcare sector. And, you know, thankfully she's right. You will always have a job there. Um, so after I left school, I did a health and social care course and as much as I enjoyed it, I didn't love it. And I was just going through the motions. And whilst I was in school, I did a lot of drama and I really did enjoy it. So I kind of just went back and kind of did a drama course. So I did kind of college twice, basically. So I finished my first, my two years um, as a, in health and social care. And then I went back and started it all over again and did a BTEC in performing arts and I absolutely loved it. And I went off to university and did um, my degree in straight drama. 
Um, and I finished that in 2010 and I was kind of like, I don't know what I want to do really. I, and I think for a start of it, I just wanted to just be me and just kind of figure out things, not kind of cut myself off too quickly mm-hmm. and get myself into a, into a, you know, a graduate job. I wanted to just feel my way around. And I kind of did a few odd jobs um, and my sister at the time, she was in her first year of uni at Sheffield, um, Hallam. And she came home and she was like, do, she was doing psychology at the time. And she was saying, do you know about drama therapy, Andrew? <laughs> I think it's right up your street, you know? And I was like, what, what? And I was like, what are you talking about drama therapy? And I literally, as sisters do, ripped the computer off her and kind of was like, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is exactly what I wanted to do. It gives the healthcare that I was doing when I was 16 to 18. And it kind of gives also the drama aspect that I've loved all the way through my life. And I'm just like putting that together and being in the community and working with people um, from a grassroots level and upwards. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. So I then... Um, applied and that was I think I heard about it in the April I applied in like the May and uh, (laughs) I got on on in September had no idea about people applying for this thing over years or people taking a year out one of the the guys that was on the course told me that yeah I took a year out and really got involved in 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 it and really read up on what drama therapy was and I was like I didn't do any of that what am I? <laughs> and I'm sat there with 15 other people thinking why am I in this room <laughs> like but they must have seen something in me that um shined a light on what my potential could be and I think that's what all of our stories have shown is that we've got the potential to be whatever we want to be. And I love my job. Yeah, it's, a, you know, it has a name that people don't understand. And, and in a way that shows intrigue, like, oh, so you're a drama therapist. Okay, so what's that about? And I would like to go, come, let me show you. Instead of being like, oh, I'm just a secretary. Don't get me wrong, I'm not dissing them. I'm just saying it wouldn't be a job that I would would want to do. And, you know, I can see myself doing this until I retire. And even afterwards, because, you know, we can slow down. We don't have to, as a freelance drama therapist anyway, I don't actually have to, to stop. I just you know, instead of doing five days a week, I'll do two. And yeah, yeah. and that's it. That's what my, um, yeah, that's what, that's how I got into, into the profession. And as I said, I absolutely love what I do. I'm working with children in, um, most of, most of them are adopted. Um, but I get an arrangement of kids that I absolutely love. And I have done adults as well. Um, but yeah, that's how I got into it. And yeah, I think I remember cry. I didn't cry at my interview, but there was something that one of my interviewees asked me and it was, is black beautiful? 
And mm. at the time I was like, of course it's beautiful. Yes, yes it is. And I gave my opinion on the matter. Yeah. But that was, I can't even remember what year that was now. And that, that sentence and that question has still stuck with me. And I've cried over it and I've laughed over it and I've reflected on it. And it's because there's so many different angles about being black that we need to uncover, that we need to discover and that we need to appreciate. And sometimes we haven't got the capacity in the Western world to sometimes appreciate that. And I feel like now, especially after 2020 and what's happened in the world politically, um, it's kind of given that fire that we've needed, and especially I've needed to actually say, you know, yes, black is beautiful and it's beautiful because of this. Mm. Mm. We're on. So um, the last question for today, is um, as a black therapist, how has this changed your client's engagement with you? So again, another kind of deep question. Um, but yeah, I wanna just, add, um, I've just been wondering, cause I've got my own experience. Um, thing is my name. It's very, very British. Um, it's hyphened and I, People I don't think would really know that um, I'm from kind of a black uh, um, Jamaican kind of background. And I think a lot of times that, that I've met um, clients and parents, um, they usually kind of go, oh, oh, it's you. And I think the O is more because of my skin tone, of my melanin-rich skin tone, should I say, um, than it is anything else. Because they're not, you know, I could have spoken to them over the phone a few times and, you know, my, and and that's it. They're, that's all they've got. So they've, they've drawn a picture from my voice and from my my name and I'm not what they're expecting. Um, and I've had it when I've worked with clients, you know, maybe they've, you know, waited a bit, a couple of sessions in, and they'll ask me a question about kind of like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from Manchester. But no, 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 but where are you from? And I was like, oh. and I'm thinking, okay, what's that got uh, my next question usually is what's that got to do with why you're here um and it's not me being rude it's more me wondering why they need to know where I'm from for me to help them um and it's you know I will answer it you know I'll say I'm you know I'm from I'm from Jamaica and sometimes that that's all they they need to know um, or sometimes I'll ask some more questions. Um, but I'm always left feeling like maybe I'm not what they want, even though they're here for the work. And, you know, I've never had a, 
a client not work with me because of my skin tone. But the questions leave um, a bit of a sour taste in my mouth that I think needs to be not necessarily unpacked by me, but needs to be unpacked by the client itself. Um, because a lot of the time they, they say that and they drop that into the conversation and we're left holding that. And it's kind of like us holding our identities out for the world to see yet again. And I think we question, I, I, well, I shouldn't say we, I know I've questioned my identity a lot. Um, and I still do. And I think when they ask that question, I'm there left with my identity again, thinking, what now what do I do with that? Because I worked with that a couple of years ago and I'm, you know, I'm still working with it. And now I've got something else to now unpack. Um, so I think it can be quite, quite harmful um, for the therapist. But, but that's, how, that's my stuff that I need to then work with and deal with but I think also um we need to get into teaching our um and educating our young people to understand that you know we come in all shades and colors and we are here and we are willing to help and guide and support um our next generation and we're not just these um, stereotypes that people see in, in videos and on TV, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, can you give me the question again so that I can? So you can take it in, yeah. yeah. As a black therapist, how has this changed your client's engagement with you? Ooh. Okay. So mm. I when I started this journey into therapy doing becoming a therapist, the reason that I did it was because I was working for an organization, a charity at the time, um, that worked with 99.9% .9 of black children and black families. Um, it was also a self-referral organization, um, charity, kids company, um, and like there's just loads of black children and black families and all of those sorts of stuff. And they had a, what was called a wraparound service. So therapy, all different types of therapy. They had they, social service, it was all like, they worked with the families or the children if the whatever child they're working with they worked with the family so they called it a wraparound service what i realized is all the psychotherapists were white and i was like doesn't really work because even for me even as a staff member you would have to have super you have to have supervision and none of the supervisors look like me so it's like doing the work with the families or the young people Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm having reflective practice, but my reflective, my supervisor's not seeing what I'm seeing things in the same way, mm -hmm. um, and not very open to it either. 
Um, and so it made me think about the young people and the children that are working with these people. How were they able to relate? Um, because a lot of them were middle-class uh, white people who didn't even grow up on the ends or even in, so to know what was going on, you know, you know. So all of that, and I just thought, okay, I'm gonna do this. So I started doing a wellbeing practice. My goal has always been to work with our community mm -hmm. in healing, therapy. Um, that has been my focus. Um, and in that, obviously you go through the training and all the trainings, psychotherapy training. I mean, I, I haven't done all of them, but the two that I have done in regards to wellbeing practice and drama therapy, we're completely omitted from any in fact, I will go as far as to say, because it's my reality, I spoke about this in my dissertation as well, is that therapy, psychotherapy psychology is from the, from the framework of the colonized, the colonizer to the colonized. So we're not in that framework because mm -hmm. that's what we're being taught now, even now in 2020, we're being taught that way. You know, we have Jung and all of these people, are, you know, I won't go too far because I don't want, you know, people, from other races to come and you know want to hurt me and that but the reality is all of those those I was offended um with a lot of the literature that we had to do the theories and the base of the theories that we had to, to use from, from people that were looking at us as though we were objects and subjects so this was my main thing if we're going for a completely different uh we've got a different um, view of the world our worldview is different based on how we have to live in the diaspora yeah um i don't know if that's the right way to say it but um so my thing what 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 has happened to me for me is in the work that i do i have been drawn into i have been guided into working with our community mm -hmm. in the work that i do in my second year of my drama therapy training i worked in a forensic setting and in that forensic setting as we know we have a disproportionate um, disproportional amount of black people in these settings um, and um, so I worked with mainly but I worked only with black people actually I the group work I did and the individual work I made it a point when I go in I want to work with black people I made sure I had a supervisor who was black um, and that was a problem to get that supervisor um, but I managed to do that. So I was able to then work with my people in the way that I want to. In fact, what she allowed me to do is to go in there. And I have a placement manager who's very good as well, actually, to be fair. She was a bit, it was a bit of a fight at first. Uh, Caucasian, <laughs> it was a bit of a fight at first because, you know, um, but once she understood the process, she was in it, you know. Um, and what happened is I was able to go in and really work from here. Yeah. So yes, I have all this. So when we're talking about theories like, attachment and and stuff like that i was thinking about how does that resonate with me because i couldn't i couldn't get the theories you know they're given all these theories and i just somehow they would they would it's almost like they would hit but they wouldn't in they wouldn't embed yeah. for some reason like it's like it's hit me I, I i understand it but i something's missing so i would have to find different ways of doing that so i'd contact barton um and Eugene, the guy who created um, Black African and Asian Therapy Network, he said, think of it like connection. There's language that we use that is different. So when I say things like, I feel you, I feel you. What are you feeling? Yeah. I'm feeling 
got energy, I'm feeling what's going on. So there's all these ways of, yes, there's language that we have to use and stuff we have to understand, but how do we understand it for ourselves? And that's what I did. So I, I used myself as the subject, if you like. So in therapy, in group therapy, I wasn't able to express myself and be because mm-hmm. I'm learning rich and there's certain stereotypes and ways. So I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, oh, this is what's going on with my clients. I couldn't, in individual therapy, I went into my therapy and said, I don't want to have therapy with you. I want to have therapy with a black person. And I couldn't, it was, it was so I'm here. And she said to me, so what I'm getting is you don't want to tra- have to translate. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to stay with her. But we didn't do any drama therapy. Wow. I went into that space. Sometimes I'd be going off, I'd be spitting off. Sometimes I don't, but we never did. If I didn't ask her to do some drama therapy, something created, we didn't do it. And maybe we did that three times. But the rest of the time she sat in a chair because she was uncomfortable because I came with my truth. And this made me think about my clients as well. Mm. So when I go into the space with my clients in my group and in my individual, I bring myself. Mm. That's what this, that's what, that's the, that's the, I'm not I'm unapologetically, that's the change that's happened for me in doing the drama therapy. So I bring my, so what go, what's going on in my gut? I use, um, stuff that is tools and stuff that look like us and that pertain to us so my cards that i use i've got self-empowerment cards um that are you know have black characters black faces and stuff like that i use a dinkra cards i use african material or i use very colorful material doesn't even need to have an african printer but i'll use very colorful material because we we are as, as black people, as men and rich people, we are from so many places and have so much culture in different ways and different, as much as we are so the same, we are also very different. So I have to make sure what I'm bringing in isn't just for Africans. Mm-hmm. Because even as an African, as an African, there's so many different countries in Africa or not just as, as, as somebody from Jamaica, because there's very many, you know, when I use my music for, um, uh, for things like mindful movement and stuff like that. I'm using Burner Boy. I'm using Calypso. I'm using African drums. Because the way they say we have to do it doesn't necessarily mean it has to do, do for us. I might have an individual who wants music that has no sound in it at all. No um, um, verb, no, no verbal. Uh, and then some who just want music. And what is the music that you want? What resonates with your soul? So I'm definitely more soulful in what I'm doing as a drama therapist. And because I've been guided into working with our community, because I work with um, two, I'm working with two organizations that work from a black feminist approach. So as in black women, the the framework is, our main focus is black women and how black women need to be guided. So anyone that comes into this, yeah, we're gonna look after you, no disrespect on, no, I know this, but we're looking at it from this perspective, from what we need, especially. So I'm able to be more African-centered. And when I mean African-centered, I mean black-centered in my work that I do. Um, I may work with white people, um, and, and, and I'm not against it. I'm not against working with other cultures or anything like that. But what I would say is my main, my main goal, my main purpose is to work with our own. 
especially black women. So, I, and drama therapy has given me what I need to be creative in that. Um, the storytelling, the rituals, the ceremonies, um, given us more of that, you know, working from my intuition, like properly working from my intuition and going with it. I mean, I have a coloring book for black women um, that I use with my, oh, my to make characters. So we will color, I could, I would photocopy it and we would color it in. So yeah. she, my, my client will color in, I will color it in. And then we'll make a character. Who is this character? Who is, then we would act it out. Mm. And then we would look at how that relates to your world. We've had, you know, who is this person? How does this person, you know, so it's looking at really using all of what they've, the training that they give me, but from our worldview. So that's how what's changed for me. Wow in doing this and where we move forward and what what's what's moving forward yeah yeah wow my experiences um are so different to yours Koya um my family are mixed race um it is mostly black Caribbean but there's Irish and English in there and my nan who is my is like a mother to me is white. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so the person I have seen and grown up with and looked up to and loved more than life itself is a white woman. Yeah. And uh, so my worldview is very different and it it's very confusing to be honest. Um, it's only in the last year and thanks to you ladies that and what this year has brought that I'm finally understanding what it means to be black and a black woman and a black drama therapist and that's at 29 years old um and I feel blessed that I've got to this point but I think I didn't really understand what it meant mm -hmm. um and me working with white clients because I've only worked with white clients professionally uh, as a drama therapist so I I don't know any different um but it never I never looked at it as um and it's not saying that I don't judge you in queer at all with wanting to work with black clients because that's now something that I want but before I didn't know it was something to have or to have that want. Yeah. And that, that's the point. Like I didn't even realize it was just like a, oh, I'm, I'm working with white clients, but I never saw it as a, I'm working with white clients. I saw it as I'm working with clients. Mm. Um, and that's kind of how I still see it. But then I realized that I do see it like that, but now I see it differently. I see it as a, where are the black people where I live where are you because you're here who is helping you and because of being in North Staffordshire I'm Newcastle under Lyme and we've got Staffs Uni we've got Keel Uni um we've got ethnic minorities in where I live but I don't see them very much on my road I am the only black person um it's and for me it's it's not it's not unusual because that's kind of my upbringing, but then it is unusual at the same time. And that's the confusion for me. It's, it's always kind of been like this, 
but I, I think subconsciously it's been like this, but it's only now where it's like, whoa, where am I, where, where do I fit in this? Like, I don't know what to do with myself. Um, and so it's something professionally that blackness has come up in my sessions with my white clients, but it's come up in a really beautiful way where they may go, well, um, I think online there was, uh, we were doing reading through a book and it was about diversity. And uh, my client said, oh, look, there's a, a, a lighter skinned person like me and look, a darker skinned person like you, Whit. And it was about noticing that, but then we moved we moved on like it wasn't that she, she's in primary school but it's the fact that she could say that and then we could carry on mm. and it wasn't like a oh wait um and I'm not saying that there hasn't been issues um I think the issues for me come with other professionals and sometimes that the family the systemic working sometimes there can be maybe like a hmm or a um maybe a, a microaggression potentially uh but with the children themselves I don't know if it's the younger generations just being more upfront or being able to say what's on them, their mind and say uh, for example I think there's been a conversation about my hair like oh your hair will be curly naturally though I bet it's so beautiful and it's like yeah well actually now you mention it I'm actually trying to get my natural texture back and and then me going going to well your hair's curly too and then it kind of because I don't stay on on me obviously it's about the client but it's about acknowledging what they've said and said yeah yeah let's talk through that but it's about your hair we're talking about so let's talk about your hair and how you want your hair so it's wonderful that they can see me in the space um, and that they have looked at me but then there might be where there's that privilege where they don't think there's anything to look at. So they don't see me as a black therapist. They see me as a therapist, which is, is good in ways, but they're not seeing that, uh, how do I say it? Their privilege, they, they can't, it's not, it's, it's um, not acknowledging that there is a difference. And I think it's important to always acknowledge there is a difference because um, mm. then it's the ignorance is back if we don't acknowledge that difference. So it's good and bad. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's all I can say for me, it's complicated and it's confusing um, and it's still something I don't know how to work with yet. Yeah because uh, for me the big difference would be working with someone black in therapy that would be the difference because yeah. I've never experienced it and I wanted to be the black role model I never had yeah. um, so uh, now I have lots of them because I have you ladies and this is something I've needed in my life you know it's come at the right time um, you know how everything falls into place in life but it would be interesting to see the dynamic with 
someone that looked like me in yeah. the therapy space. So, yeah. I, I don't know if I went on a tangent yeah. then. I wouldn't be surprised I do that, but... No, you did No, it made complete sense. No, you did Made complete sense. Totally get that, yeah. And thank you for... So interesting as well. Yeah, thank you. What I find really interesting yeah. is how we've gone on our own different journeys. We've got our own life experience, you know, our own community, family community, as it as it were, and as it is. And we still found a way to, to link and to grow and to develop yeah. into our own, you know, drama therapists. And yeah. we've now found our own community within drama therapy, separate from our family community, that is now helping us to grow and to develop in a different way. Yeah. Um, mm. Was to be another better, you know, part of ourselves and mm -hmm. for yeah. go on um, developing and growing that route in a way. I'm, I'm quite aware throughout the whole conversation that we've had, we've, been, we've talked about planting, we've been talking about roots, we've been talking about growing and developing. And I think that's where I would like to just really end today in the kind of idea of planting a seed. And, you know, my idea for this podcast and these little videos was to kind of plant a seed in other people to um, grow, you know, it doesn't have to be a tree, could be, but to grow something mm. that shows um, what we can achieve as a community and what we've achieved individually, because we've all achieved, all three of us have achieved amazing things and, and I just wanna, you know, hold a light up to that as well and to, for you guys to really take a moment to appreciate what you've achieved just today in doing this mm -hmm. and in what you've achieved as you know graduating um as drama therapists because it is hard it is yeah. a process it's deep rooted it does bring up a lot of stuff that they don't tell you about when you go for the the interview or when you click on the link to to apply um with you know a couple of months to go before <laughs> it starts um and i feel like that was definitely the best way for me to do it because maybe if if i knew and did, i don't know if i would have done it yeah mm. Um, so yeah, so thank you, um, ladies. For thank today. you, Andrea May. Thank you, Andrea May. Thank you for giving us this space yeah. um, and this platform to speak our truths. Yeah, well, you're welcome. And um, we'll be coming back with more and I'll have more guests that do and talk about different um, aspects of being a therapist, being a black therapist and working in the, our community and in communities in general.
So yeah, thank you. And we'll see you next time.